it's just, you know, and you just play hockey. There's three periods. Hold on, three. <laughs> hold on. Stall, stall. And the home of the Welcome to episode 57 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers, and oh boy, James, oh my word, you know, you know why I'm excited, you know, James, you know why I'm excited, right? I think it's the same reason why I'm excited. Guys, we have for you on this podcast a very, very special surprise a treat and um we we i alluded to it last week at the end of the podcast but um so what we have for you on tonight's podcast is two very special guests which are way too good for this show quite frankly we have managed to secure two players from the u.s ball hockey women's team who are going to the czech republic in the next few days to go over and represent the United States of America in an international ball hockey tournament. And they decided to come on this little podcast and talk to us a little bit. And I am just over the moon being your American rhino. You understand how that might tickle my patriotic, uh, cockles. I don't know what it's. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know where I was going there. But um, you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, the cockles of my heart. USA, it's, an, it's an expression. USA. It's like a, it's a, I don't know what cockles are, but it's probably not what you're thinking. Is We're what I'm G-rated saying. We're a G-rated podcast. We're a family show. Shame on you for thinking anything different. I don't, I, I it's a, it's a common expression. I don't, anyway, I'm yeah, wasting. Is there a song and stuff? Oh yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, if there is, I don't know it. Doesn't matter. Not the point. This isn't about us tonight. It's about America. And what <laughs> what better time than Memorial Day weekend to bring on representatives of Team America? It's it's just oh man, I am I'm beside myself, and I can't wait to get to that interview. But we're gonna have to wait <laughs> because we have, as always, a little bit of business to take care of. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put you on, on hold. I'm going to whet your appetite and then leave you to simmer for a couple minutes because I just remembered something, James. We never updated our listeners on the results of that deck hockey championship out at the sports arena in uh, St. James. So when last we spoke, you may recall that the Papa Bears were set to face off against... Dazed and confused in the finals in the men's over 40 league out in the sports arena in St. James. Well, the undefeated dazed and confused team suffered their first loss in game one against the Papa Bears, but it was a three game series and dazed and confused carried the day. So they are your sports arena over 40 men's league 
C Division champions for this most recent season. So that's your update. And unfortunately, I have a bit of a a sad update to go along with that. Friend of the show and loyal listener of Hit the Deck, Anthony Novello, who played for the ill-fated Misfits, suffered a knee injury, and he is on the long-term injured list with knee surgery. So he will be out for the foreseeable future. Get well soon, Ant. Yeah, please. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, Get well soon, definitely, man. Seems to be going around, knee injuries. Yeah, our our own Mike uh, in the pipes over there at the LIQ, and now great friend of the show and just an all-around awesome guy, Anthony Novello, too. I'm so sorry to hear this, guys. Yeah, it's you'd think you guys played for the Mets or something. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. But, uh, all right. Anyway, enough. I've whetted your appetites for long enough. It is time. It is time to proceed, and proceed we shall. So, James, let us go to tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, I am reluctant to say that I am your American Rhino because we have two very special, true American hockey players, but I am number 35, Gary McComiskey, and accompanying me tonight on this journey... Number four, and I say this very loosely, on defense, James Sajazi, and for our two very special guests. Number 13, left wing, Cherie Stewart. And number two, um, defense, Amber Moore. Hi. <laughs> Thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast. I think uh, James and I are both a little starstruck here because uh, to have two women who are truly representing our country in a sport that we both love so much is is really it's a true honor for both of us. So thank you so much for putting aside time in your no doubt busy schedules and especially to Amber, who really had to uh, kind of, you know, hockey up and, and press to get through to us tonight to to do this we really appreciate you both coming on so very much ladies i'm sorry but just give me one second uh i need to ask james if you would be so kind as to quickly tell us what is on deck for this podcast sir it's real quick and i will keep it that way it's deck hockey on a whole other level hit the deck is honored to welcome two special guests to the podcast Ms. Cherie Stewart and Ms. Amber Moore of the U.S. Women's National Ball Hockey Team join us to talk about their careers and representing the USA in an international deck hockey tournament held in the Czech Republic. And Memorial Day. Speaking of representing this great, beautiful country of ours, don't forget to take time out of your three-day weekend to, in some way, thank the brave men and women who have and will give everything for our protection. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So we have kept these ladies waiting long enough, and we are very happy to have them here. But I have to tell you, just right off the top, this smells like the kind of night where we're going to have some technical issues. So if you, the listener, can bear through that a little bit, then I think we're all going to have a very enjoyable interview. So that being said, let's get on with it, shall we? Ladies, welcome to the Hit the Deck podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, really, literally, it's our pleasure. So, uh, so we'll just jump right into it. So Sherry and Amber, Gary and I learned that you are both originally from California. Uh, Sherry, you're from Southern California and Amber from Northern California. Did the two of you have trouble seeking out deck or ball hockey as you grew up in the Golden State? 
Um, to be honest, I, I never knew about deck hockey until I moved here. This has been maybe a three-year journey, four-year journey for me. So it's been fairly recent in my hockey career. I didn't know anything about deck hockey in California. Yeah, um, similarly to Cherie, I grew up playing roller hockey, but mostly ice hockey. Um, and I didn't know about ball hockey at all until Cherie introduced me to it a little bit less than two years ago. I okay. haven't, sorry, James, I haven't, okay. uh, I don't think I've ever even been to California. Uh, although I did go to college with a girl who's from California and she hated the weather here, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, so you, you said you, you both have experience with roller hockey. I guess rollerblading is, is a real thing out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I sound like a yokel kind of, uh, saying that you, you do the rollerblading. Um, but is that like just kind of in terms of recreational hockey is roller hockey more prevalent than ice hockey or ball hockey out there? Amber, do you want to go for NorCal? Well, no, I mean, I definitely think, like, Cherie has more experience with roller hockey than I do. I would just, like, play in the street um, growing up. And I definitely think after the Sharks started doing well that ice hockey exploded more in Northern California. But I feel sure you want to talk to the Southern California roller hockey experience. For me, roller hockey was life. Cherie played, like, for NARC or, like, in high-level roller hockey growing up. Yeah, that's what I did. In my early hockey career, I played roller hockey. Uh, my brother started playing roller hockey, so as like you know, his little sister, I wanted to do what he did, and that's how I started roller hockey, and that's how I got into ice hockey. Actually, I got recruited. Okay, so question number two: the both of you went to colleges with excellent ice hockey programs for women. Amber with Cornell and Cherie with Manhattanville. So this is a two-part question, ladies. Part A is how did the two of you end up on the other side of the country playing ice? And B, did you each progress? Which uh, Cherie was trying to answer that question in, in the first part, but uh, so you kind of went back to deck instead of traditionally starting off from uh, playing ball hockey to then roller hockey to then ice hockey. So. Again, question number one is how did you end up on the other side of the country playing ice? And uh, if you wouldn't mind just kind of going over the progression or regression, if you will, of uh, <laughs> roller to ice to deck. Okay, so I started playing hockey when I was in uh, like fourth grade because my stepbrother played and similarly to Cherie, I like wanted to do everything that he was doing. And my, I come from a large family, a family of seven, and all of us played ice hockey. Um, so we had our own little team. My brother played goalie. And then in about, like, eighth grade, um, something clicked where I was just getting really competitive, and I really wanted to play in college. And so I told my mom that I was going to play D1 hockey, and she looked at me like I was crazy growing up in the Bay Area, and she was like, <laughs> okay, Amber, sure, whatever. Um, but then my junior year, I got recruited to play in college and I ended up going to Cornell because as far as like academics and hockey, it was the best fit. And then, like I said earlier, I didn't start playing deck hockey until years later, uh, but met Sheree playing ice hockey. And then she had played on the U S team previously for ball hockey and brought me to training camp one summer and got me hooked up playing in the city, uh, just in a street hockey league in Tompkins square park. And the rest is uh, history, hockey history. Awesome. The Hockey League in Tompkins Square, is that BTSH? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you. 
Uh, for me, I played for Team California, and we traveled to the East Coast to do, you know, regional tournaments, and I got scouted to play in prep school in Vermont. And then from Vermont, I uh, got recruited to play in college, and, you know, Manhattanville was the right fit for me. My brother had a lot to do with that decision, and I really liked the campus, so it worked out fairly well for me. So that's how I got to Manhattanville. There you go. Excellent. Very good. I mean, it's, it sounds like it did work out pretty well for you because you, you both wound up playing for the, the first season of the Riveters in, in the inaugural season of the uh, NWHL. And that's pretty awesome. So how, I mean, it, it sounds like you met when you were playing on that team. Is that correct? Or, or do I have it all wrong? I actually met Amber. I had to pick her up and I didn't know who she was. We were carpooling to Placid. We both live in Brooklyn, and we were going to play the Empire State Games for the New York City team. And, you know, with a six-hour road trip, got to know her fairly well. We didn't think she was crazy. She was actually really awesome. So, yeah, we're still teammates. <laughs> that was the USA ice team? I took a New York City team. There's like New York City team, I'm sorry. Okay, awesome. And, and then you wound up, uh, how did you wind up uh, on the Riveters. Yeah, so on the team that we played on for Empire State Games, the New York City team, Danny Ryland also played, the commissioner of the league. Okay. And so after the season was over, she had asked Sheree and I both to try out, and we went out to the tryout in Long Island, and then when the opportunity came up, they needed more players for the roster, and so we both committed to being practice players and ended up getting to see some ice time because of like injuries and weird visa issues, um, but it was great. It was a really, really exciting experience and definitely an amazing opportunity to be a part of something much larger than just our immediate like New York City hockey team and hockey community. Yeah, we've talked about the Riveters and and the league as a whole on the podcast before, and it really is awesome. So, congratulations to both of you for you know making it to that level because that's that is really cool. And I just before we move on, I realized I forgot to ask, how did you do in Lake Placid? Oh, we won, and everyone was so angry. <laughs> Not our team, but uh, normally New York. Like I think historically, Sheree had said New York City had never really done that well, and we came in, we like showed up late to the first game, and like. <laughs> went in and like destroyed the other team it was it was a really good time one of the girls on the team has a cabin up there who also played on the riveters um uh, margo okay. and so all of us like hung out for the weekend and we ended up winning winning the ship and i think they won the year after too and then sheree got got everyone in the nwhl kicked out no i'm just kidding they <laughs> she just went she just went and played in the tournament and some woman complained that they had professional players playing which is funny at this point because it's just like where else are we supposed to play like why and now there's a giant like red warning on the empire state games site that says no pass nwhl players so we're banned from beer league but (laughs) well that i'm sorry to hear that but that is awesome that you won so you know rock on congratulations on that too that's odd to be too good to participate so uh, i don't know whether to congratulate you or (laughs) feel bad for you so (laughs) yeah really There was a lot of good girls in the Well, hey, if, if you're ever down and, you know, after you're done with the tournament and stuff like that, if you're, if you're not busy with Mafo or something, you're more than welcome to play on our team or uh, league anytime. So <laughs> you're, you're too good for it. So, you know, well, you'd, yeah, you'd, no. you'd make us all look silly. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, but uh, yeah, no. No, Gary, oh, she'd cool. be on our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, okay, so uh, moving on to question number four. So yeah, that's really fascinating and awesome with the Riveter story. So in order to become members of the U.S. Women's National Ball Hockey Team, did you have to join certain ball hockey leagues to be able to get a shot? And or is this where the American Street Hockey Institute came in? For me, I just, you know, played locally at the BTSH and Malco. And then from there, there was a beer league in Maryland. And Jason Kelly, who I believe is the GM for the national teams, both men and female, he saw me and he just asked me, he's like, hey, would you be interested to come and try out? So from there, you know, I just, you know, gained some relationships with the program and made the team. And then for this new team that we're playing in the Czech, I, you know, talked to Jason and thought that Amber would be a high value player for our team. And so she got to try out and thankfully made it. So there too. So did you believe this guy? I mean, was this something that uh, you knew about? Because th this is really fascinating that there's deck hockey international competition. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. No, they're, they're pretty diehard. And Jason was really excited to talk about it in the competition. So there is no doubt. But actually going there and seeing how big deck hockey is internationally, though, that's quite a trip to see it. It was really awesome. To see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny on the first, so the first time I met Cherie when we were driving to Empire State Games in the car, I remember her and Steph talking for like two hours, I feel, about like BTSH and ball hockey, and the entire time I legitimately thought that they were talking about broom ball, and I was like, how are you guys so into broom ball like why you're just running on the ice like this seems so silly and then I figured out that like deck hockey is a thing and ball hockey is a thing um and then luckily had the opportunity to try out but yeah I'm really excited to go abroad and it's also been really cool to go to tournaments in Canada and see how big it is even just in Canada and how talented so many of the girls are and it's also just such a like a very similar game to ice hockey but at the same time there are aspects that are very different which is interesting to get to develop like a new skill set and also one that's like super accessible like you can just go outside and like play and like get better <laughs> and it's not like ice hockey where you have to have ice and equipment and everything else yeah good point right Cool. So with the ball hockey, do you ladies, do you have to exclusively play ball hockey now or does the ASHI allow you to still play ice and or roller? Well, other than Shree getting kicked out of empires, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, we can, we still play ice hockey. We play on the same like beer league ice hockey team at Chelsea Piers on Friday and we play MAFO and BTSH and just whatever hockey we can get our hands on to uh, keep playing and training and getting ready for next week. Excellent. Awesome. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Do what, we, do what we want. We're what independent. Want. I think uh, whatever we do to gain an edge, whether it's ice hockey or ball hockey, whatever, like going to the gym, as long as we just don't get injured before the tournament, I think right. they're all green light for us. So They yeah. think yeah. of it all as training. What's that? I said they think of it all as training, the mm -hmm. kind of the practice yeah. that you get outside. Mental, physical, everything. I mean, Coaches have been top notch helping us, talking to us, and communicating to get our mindset. Breaking down the NHL playoffs. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I just because she was talking about a series that I just did not want to hear about. <laughs> Literally, we got a rundown of the Penn Senator series, like paragraph by paragraph. Like every game, yeah. our coach wrote like three paragraphs talking specifically about like communication between like coaches and players, which is very important. But she's also like a diehard 
Penguins fan. And oh. so it's all like very like through the lens of a Penguins fan. <laughs> so they're they're ready. We're ready. It's it's going to be great. <laughs> cool. Jim, yeah. you, know, you guys know who won the series? It's playing right now. Yeah, they're, they're playing right now. Yeah. yeah. I refuse to watch NHL right now. Oh. I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Cherie. Yeah. yeah, James and I yeah. were talking with Cherie earlier about uh, we were commiserating because James and I are huge Ranger fans, and uh, Cherie was telling us that she's a big Ducks fan. So, oh my gosh, yeah, um, the Ducks you know, played so well. Both of our teams. I honestly got... feel like now I have to go for the Predators just because I don't like want the Senator. I don't, I'm done with Pittsburgh. Forget Canada. <laughs> I'm like at least the like the Predator. Duck series was so good that yeah. I'm like, well, at least maybe we'll just have like the victor of that series go on. But. Cheers. Here's here's to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. yeah. I like. All right, that's good. That's good. What? So Amber, are you a Sharks fan? I'm a Sharks fan, but I'm not gonna lie to you. And Shreya will call me out on it in like five seconds. I'm definitely a horrible NHL fan. Like I care when I have time, which is hardly ever. And then if I have time, I, I'll like watch games. But other than Fair that, enough. yeah, I okay. I couldn't tell you ten people the Sharks. Neither could I. So that's that's fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were telling us about how your your coaches are breaking down the series. How often do you practice? We actually, you know, we we go to camps, but we only had like maybe three camps. And pretty much it. And wow. some tournaments. Yeah. And we'll see each other in tournaments we play against our teammates. Mm. Oh, yeah. It'll be crazy because when we go to the check, I think it'll be like one of the first times that our entire team has played together. Because when we go to camps, they'll split us up and we'll like play each other. And so there'll be like the last camp that we played in like a mini tournament and there were four teams. But two of the teams were Team USA split up. Okay. And so I'm always like, oh, my gosh, they're so good. And I'm like, oh, but they're on my team. <laughs> but so like, when us. we go to the check, we're going to be so good because everyone's amazing. So where uh, where do you play these tournaments? Most of them in Boston. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Tree. In Drake, Mass, like right outside of Boston. Is ball hockey big in Boston? I think so. What do you think? I would say, yeah, bigger than it is here. They have, like, a pretty consistent... Some of the girls on the team started, like, a women's scrimmage every Saturday, and so they have, like, a pretty good system going on with, like, four different teams that play each other every week for two hours. It seems, like, a little bit bigger than it is here. I feel like it's also bigger a little bit farther south. Like, D.C. has a big, pretty well-established program. Philly has, like, a pretty well-established program with, like, Mm -hmm. the Red Foxes or whatever, but... Or is Red Foxes Philly? I don't even know. There's like a couple of teams that are like actually teams that like practice all the time. All right. That's not us though. Yeah, that's not us. We're, I mean, we also have people from all over. Like we have a lot of girls from the Northeast, but some girls from like Iowa and like Chicago and yeah. So people are traveling. Canada. We have some from Canada. She snuck in. Full citizenship. Yeah. A little dual citizenship action. A little yeah. Brett Hull type thing? Or? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's really good, too. Good for us. Yeah, right, she's yeah, awesome. Great. She played at Dartmouth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's a lot of girls who played um, D1. A couple oh. girls who played at Dartmouth. And, like, Paige played on the Buttes. Um, she played on the right. Buffalo team. But nice. It's a good, it's a good crew. A lot of girls. It's interesting too because a lot of girls played like field hockey as well. There's like a fair number of like Leanne is like definitely the fastest person I've ever seen, and she played field hockey in college. Uh, she go to BU. Uh, Northeastern. Northeastern, yeah. So when you guys were talking about the practices and the scrimmages and things like that on the website, is that why a lot of your, like, uh, you 
and uh, Amber are on there's on the right side of the website. It says there's a tournament team. So it says that you're on Slayer and then there's Mid-Atlantic Shot Blocks and Stanley Cupcakes and stuff like that. Is that the different teams that you guys scrimmaged against for the Team USA? Is that what those teams are? Yeah, it's the teams that we go to these tournaments and, you know, play for the local Slayer. They're from City and they usually pick out some people from other places to win. Yeah, and there's like the Shot Block, like the DC, Mid-Atlantic. Yeah, and then Slayer is a team. It's like a combo team of like girls from or women from BTSH and just like other ones from the city. And Shereen, I played on that team in December and then for a spring tournament. But they're just like tournament teams. Okay, okay. cool. All right. Well, okay. so you know what? Let's get into the meat of you know why we're all here. Uh, this tournament that you guys right. are representing the country in. So you know, if you don't mind, can you tell us what? what the format of this tournament is, how it works, what we can expect over there. All right. So the teams competing for the women, Team Italy, Slovakia, Canada, Czech Republic, UK, and USA. The venue is at the Tip Sport Arena, where we will play the Czech Republic, UK, and Canada. I'm assuming it's a bigger arena because it says we play Italy and Slovakia on a smaller arena with smaller seats Hmm. for small people. (laughs) Um, is the deck sorry sorry to interrupt is the deck surface the rink size uniform and it's just the building that's smaller or is it a smaller rink that you're playing on as well i'm thinking that the it's just the building that's smaller the rink is huge though like it's really it's the background of my phone right now because i'm like trying to you know just final days like Mm -hmm. push through motivate myself i'm like this rink is ginormous uh and really scary that we're gonna be running all over it because it's much (laughs) larger than anything we play on in the states or in canada okay all right um our first game is june 3rd versus italy at 12 p.m 6 a.m on the east coast so you can wake up bright and early czech Mm -hmm. republic is six hours ahead for new york city you also the games will be live streamed at paradise I don't know if I said that right. 2017.com. And you can keep up to date on the Twitter at A-S-H-I underscore W-N-T and on Instagram. All right. And we will put up links to those things on our Facebook page so you can follow along at home. And we appreciate that. Very, very cool. So uh, best of luck, <laughs> ladies. You know, hope you have a lot of fun. Hope you play well. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Hit the Deck, Amber and Cherie. Special thank you to your media coordinator, Jackie Spiegel, for arranging this great interview, too. Again, yeah, best of luck to you and Team USA. And please come back and tell us all about how it went. We'd love to know uh, your experiences, how the Czech Republic was, and even the hotel where you stayed. And just exactly right, what the uh, surface was like and the arenas were like and and the whole experience. So uh, if you wouldn't mind coming back on in the future and filling us all in as we will listen and follow along during the tournament, please come back and let us know how it went. Yeah, and God willing, when you come back, you'll be weighed down with a little bit of gold around your neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Uh, next time we'll make sure our technology coordinator gets in touch with <laughs> both of us beforehand so that we have beautiful streaming audio and visual. <laughs> no, it was great. Thank you so much again for your time and uh, go get them. Have a good one. Good night. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, ladies. Really good luck in the tournament. Do us proud and, uh, you know, come home safe and hopefully with a big W.
Amen to that. USA, baby, USA. USA, indeed. And what is more quintessentially American than the start of summer? Which brings barbecues and beaches and ball hockey, apparently. And, uh, you know, Memorial Day. It is, it's coming up. We're, you know, we're very nearly there. It's actually, <laughs> I don't, what is wrong with me, James? By the I time didn't know you were a Kennedy, yeah, <laughs> it is Memorial Day. Today <laughs> is the day that we celebrate memorials. I don't know. <laughs> Ask not what you can get on the grill. Ask what you can grill for your neighbors. It's times like this my wife sits quietly on the couch and wonders why she married me. Well, God bless her for not knocking you in the back of the head. Yeah. But that was hysterical. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't deserve it. Oh, boy. Um, yes. So Memorial Day, we have a lot of fun. It is, you know, it's it for, for me it means an early release for work and a long weekend. So I'm happy with that. But I think it would be short-sighted of us to not acknowledge the real reason for Memorial Day and uh, the actual meaning behind it. Because if we fail to do that, then we've forfeited the entire point. So let us not be remiss and let us acknowledge the sacrifices and the really the the above and beyond the 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 last measure as a great man once said the the last measure that so many men and women brave men and women gave to this country on behalf of this country and in service of that higher ideal that allows us all to enjoy barbecues and beaches and ball hockey and all that nonsense that I was talking about before. Let us acknowledge, on behalf of myself, the American Rhino, and James, who is a true patriot in his own right, let us acknowledge the true heroes that Memorial Day is meant to honor. Yeah, amen to that. God bless our military, the Marines, the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard, too. Very well said, the American Rhino, and totally agree. Exactly. The, the reason why we're able to enjoy the weekend and enjoy every day safely and soundly is thanks to our military. So Memorial Day specifically, we take time to honor those who have given the ultimate sacrifice of their lives and for those who will sacrifice their lives and the family members of those brave, 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 brave men and women, selfless, true heroes, as Gary said, Sorry to be redundant, but, uh, you know, the, the American Rhino hit it all. And uh, we, we appreciate it. We thank them. And we hope everybody in this great country feels the same way. And if you kind of forgot that exactly in between playing deck hockey and having a barbecue or God bless you, if you can afford a new car and you go get a sale there, just uh, if, if at minimum, just say a little prayer of Thanksgiving for our military and make sure that they're safe. And hopefully none of them will ever have to make that sacrifice again. But for those who do and, and have no regrets for it, we can't thank you enough. And God bless America. Amen, James. Thank you. Yeah. So we, huh, I, I, I don't know how necessarily to relate this back to hockey uh, that we haven't already done. But in preparation of this podcast, I went back to listen to last year's Memorial Day topic, and uh, we were a little bit somber, which we should have been, and I'm glad that we were. 
and serious. And I, I think that's reflecting again today in, in this podcast, at the recording of this podcast, because it's genuine and, and it's real and it's the way everybody should feel. So uh, whether you're, no matter what, it's, if you're, I don't think anybody's pro-war, so to speak, but if you're anti-war and all that stuff, don't take it out on the brave people who have the guts to go and fight for us and keep us safe. But uh, exactly, uh, for for the the good things about it and uh, the fun part about it and the fruits of the sacrifices of Memorial Day and the great, wonderful men and women that give us our freedom, which comes at a huge, huge, tremendous price, is that we're able to have fun and and enjoy uh, the unofficial kickoff of summer in the United States. So we have to, I'm glad that they force you to think about that and um, while you're eating your hot dogs and your your burgers and things like that. So that's pretty cool. But uh, for our case, as Gary was saying, we have hopefully the weather will cooperate and we'll have a heck of a turnout for the LIQ and deck hockey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've it, so far, as you said, barring weather raining us out, we have like 15 people committed to play for this weekend, which for us is, you know, unheard of. So uh, that, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I haven't played hockey, I don't think, since the tournament, since the Rose Charities tournament. So um, the opportunity to get back out there and, you know, do it again is uh, really something I'm looking forward to. And, yeah, you, you and me both, brother. And I just want to say I don't want to sound preachy with Memorial Day, the, the, all, all that we, we've been talking about. Um, as James said, it is something that you're kind of forced to think about, but I'm not trying to, you know, sermonize and, and preach to you. But I, I think maybe I'm overcompensating myself, you know, the idea that it is very easy to forget what it's all about. You know, the, the real reason we celebrate Memorial Day. So I, I think maybe I even I do it for myself to, to kind of reinforce and, and over remind myself that the the reason that I get to leave early on Friday and have a three day weekend and whatever is because of the sacrifices of these men and women. So I just I don't want I hope that you feel the same way and I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to preach to you or, or trying to kind of hit you over the head with this. So I, I just, I want to put that out there on behalf of our listeners, because I, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. This is, this is for me as much as for anybody else's benefit. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And and I agree with that. And I'm, I pretty much bet you a hundred percent of anything you want to bet that anybody listening feels the same exact way that we do. So there's nothing you should have pride in the country that you live in and uh, you want to make it better and keep it good for the next generation. And you can't do that without the men and women that allow you to do what you want to do. Uh, just Google some things of the Middle East and, and the Asia and stuff like that to see what it's like to suffer and um, whatever. But uh, yeah, we're not about political there's nothing political about this or no innuendos and exactly we're not uh, bashing you over the heads with that. So, but to move on and, and for the Memorial day weekend celebration last year, we mentioned the one and only Bob hope. And therefore we must, again, as a matter of fact, it's Bob hope's birthday on uh, May 29th. So uh, yeah. Uh, one of the most important celebrities in the history of this great country. Ironically, he was born in Britain, 
But uh, he did so much for our military and uh, for, I mean, he was the biggest star of all time. He, he conquered it all, uh, movies, uh, even vaudeville and TV and radio and the, the whole gambit. And there's only one Bob Hope. So we love him and we appreciate it. And then also for the real life Captain America, as we mentioned last year as well, Audie Murphy, uh, along with other famous heroes such as James Stewart, Gil Hodges, Chris Kyle, and anybody that you know who served, I have uncles and grandfathers that, that have served our wonderful country. I'm sure Gary has as well. Sure. And um, yeah, right on up through uh, Vietnam. And then if, if you have any brothers or whatever the case is uh, going through the Gulf War and, and the Middle East conflict that, that's been going on lately as well. So it, it's, it's yeah, uh, I try not to be preachy, but I think everybody feels the same way, or at least you should, because um, like Charlie Brown was fighting the battle for over 50 years with mm. the commercialism of Christmas. A lot of holidays get um, their meanings get uh, blurred because of marketing and TV nonsense and stuff like that. So we're just trying to keep the truth out there and give these wonderful heroes the credit that they deserve, because a lot of times they'll come back after giving up everything and have nothing. So losing their homes or being homeless or losing a limb or again, the idea of Memorial Day is uh, losing their lives in defense of our freedom. So try not to be too uh, heavy on this. You know, James, it's funny that you mentioned Charlie Brown because I was literally right before you mentioned it, I was thinking, especially around this time, I'm always reminded, and I apologize if I mentioned this on last year's podcast, I don't remember, but um, there is a Charlie Brown television special that I watched a lot as a child that I had taped. I, I might have been What Have We Learned, Charlie Brown. I don't remember if that was the name of it. But um, it was kind of a sequel to Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. And basically the gang winds up in, in Europe and specifically in France. And at the end of it, they uh, wind up in, in Flanders Field, where uh, it, which is, I guess, a, like, um, a, a burial ground a cemetery for the men that died at normandy and so it, it it turns very solemn and you know it's it, again linus comes up with one of these that's what christmas is all about charlie brown type moments to remind everybody really what you know what the the sacrifice that was made for the freedom of not only for the men and women of this country but really for a greater part of the world you know, in World War Two, and so it, it it's really if you if you can look that up, look up. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but take try your luck. You know, what have we learned, Charlie Brown, or even try like Peanuts, Flanders Field. I I don't know what you might have to search for it, but it's if you can go out of your way to find it, I would recommend doing so. Terrific point. Yeah, it, it's really fantastic animation and. It really hits home and gets the point through. So thank you, American Rhino. Great, mm -hmm. great uh, suggestion. And also, during the weekend or every day, uh, support the USO, which Bob Hope was a, a member of. Support Wounded Warriors Project. And, of course, our modern-day Bob Hope, Mr. Gary Sinise. I've yet to meet someone named Gary who isn't a really awesome, cool guy. So great name out there. But the Gary Sinise Foundation as well. One and R, also, right? Gary, one R? Gary what? One R in Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of those like Gary Shandling, two R Garys. I mean, come on. Not that I have oh, really? anything against yeah. Gary Shandling. 
no, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we miss him too. I didn't realize that he had two R's in his name. Yeah, so. I don't, I, I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging Gary Shandling. I'm just being very, you know, some people are very sensitive about the spelling of their name, and I'm mostly having fun. But you know, Gary, Gary with one R. Yeah, right. Like like you, uh, Sinise, uh, Carter. Um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that there was a two R spelling of it. But yeah, anyway. I, I think it's not as common, but yes. Okay, go figure. But uh, anyway, speaking of Mr. Sinise, every year he hosts the National Memorial Day concert, which is on PBS. And it's usually Sunday night of Memorial Day weekend at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This year, however, Lawrence Fishburne is going to pinch hit for Mr. Sinise because and, and will co-host with Joe Montaigne because Mr. Sinise will be busy with a special presentation saluting the 75th anniversary of the Doolittle Raiders, who quote, the daring aviators who changed the course of World War II in the Pacific. So he will be honoring them on the memorial on Sunday night on PBS. So definitely check that out, too, if you wouldn't mind. Awesome. Everybody out there. Yeah. Thank you, James. So sure. uh, the, the Doolittle Raiders, are those related to the Tuskegee Airmen or is that a different group? I'm, I'm pretty sure they are, as a matter of fact. Yeah, because the airmen of, of World War II, the pilots were so brave. And there was a great series on the History Channel called Dogfights. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they had, God bless them, the actual veterans who fought with these planes. And, and they're world famous planes to this day, mm -hmm. like the, the Mustang. The, the car Mustang is named after the P-51 Mustang which I believe was a Rolls-Royce engine mm. in, um, in they were prop planes. So how they maneuvered these things and, and how they were built, speaking of the Riveters, as a matter of fact, which was paying homage to the women that built these planes or helped build them. Sure, Rosie the Riveter. Exactly right. So uh, really it all comes full circle. But um, it, it's amazing the techniques that they would use and, and how the planes would stall and they would take so many shots and, and still fly. It was just... Fascinating stuff, but I, I'm pretty sure that the Doolittle Raiders and the Tuskegee Airmen, if they're not related, completely related, they are definitely near cousins because of the elite group, as were the World War II fighting aces, which, um, you know, speaking of Snoopy, I believe he was a World War One fighting ace. He, he but, was a World War One flying yeah. ace, yes. So, uh, Fighting yeah, that dastardly Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> so Although... This isn't the time for it, but someday I'll have to tell you my theory about why the Red Baron was the more honorable of the two. But not not for today. Today is a today is a day to celebrate our American heroes. So that that that's not a conversation to be had now. That's a little okay. teaser for you for a future episode. I'm dying to hear it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but but not now. For now, I it, we just would care as We've been hammering home just to remind you, you know, Memorial Day, have fun, have a blast, you know, enjoy it, celebrate, enjoy your American freedoms. That's probably the best way to celebrate Memorial Day, to enjoy the freedoms that it affords you. But while you're doing so, just please give a thought for the men and women who made the sacrifices on behalf of those freedoms which allow you to enjoy yourself in whatever way you choose. Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Thank you, Pops. And thank you for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for providing music to the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects. Thank you to you, of course, for listening. And huge, huge, huge thanks one more time to Cherie and Amber for being on the podcast, appearing 
on our little podcast that could and uh, classing up the joint. And thanks to Jackie for arranging this interview. And uh, ladies, really, I said it before, but, you know, go get them. We're all behind you. So, you know, USA, baby. I hope baby doesn't sound pejorative. You know, I I don't mean baby in terms of like, uh, hey, baby. Mama, <laughs> you know, it's it's more of a like a uh, baby, like, uh, you know, you want me, baby, uh, kind of. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, I've uh, why did they come on this show again? Because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. That's why. But yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, ladies, you have our utmost respect and admiration and go show them what America is all about. And uh, so, USA. Uh, All right. I'm going to make a seamless transition to plugging the podcast now. If you are new to the podcast, if these ladies have somehow brought you as a new listener, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. If you like what you've heard, feel free to subscribe to us on... I always say iTunes, but my understanding is now it's, uh, I think they've rebranded as Apple Podcast, but uh, it, whatever, it's iTunes. Subscribe to us in iTunes or on Stitcher or anywhere else that you might get your podcasts regularly. I'm sure we're going to be right there. Hit the deck, D-E-K, and, you know, get every episode of this show delivered as soon as it is uploaded into the worldwide cloud web. And uh, you can enjoy And while you're subscribing to that, you might also want to consider subscribing to our YouTube page. Now, I do have to offer you an apology because I promised that we would have our coverage of the Rose Charities tournament up on our YouTube page. But as I mentioned, I need a new laptop and I've had quite a few problems making that happen for you so unfortunately it's going to be a little while longer but if you subscribe on youtube to our channel hit the deck podcast then you will be notified as soon as i have overcome those problems and it will be right there for your eyes and ears to enjoy i feel like i've forgotten oh twitter if you want to reach out to us we'd love to hear from you we'd love your feedback we'd love to any thoughts that you might have on the podcast so if you want to talk to us Hit us up on our email account, hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. Check out our Facebook page or our Instagram accounts. We are at hitthedeck on both of those platforms. And check out our Facebook page. As I said earlier during the interview, we will have those links for you so you can check out those live games from the Czech Republic where our girls are going over there and, you know, bringing it all home for America. So that is going to do it for me. James, is there anything that you'd care to add perhaps to save and salvage this podcast? I tapped out moments ago, so I I give up. Thank you. All right. Well, to you, sir, happy Memorial Day. And to you and your family as well. Thank you. And to you, the listener, of course, on behalf of us, at Hit the Deck, and we would like to, of course, remind you on this Memorial Day weekend when you are enjoying, when you are celebrating, when you are eating, drinking, and being merry. Whatever you do, wherever your pursuits take you, as you enjoy your American freedoms, I would just like to encourage you, even though you have the freedom to do so, I would urge you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody.
This is just like the saddest technological interview ever. <laughs>